Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to Monday. This is the Morning Sickness. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. There's Toledo. Uh, let's roll forward, shall we? Uh, for a, a possible elimination Monday. We have the uh, the city kind of wandering around watching the Diamondbacks. And I went to a Friday's game and TV's Doug Hopkins. Uh, he got himself a suite, which, by the way, Diamondbacks, I think you could be charging more for those suites. Those individual games, I found out how much those things cost. They're not that bad. Really? No. They're like five grand, which is, you know, that's a drop. You get 12 people in on that thing. That ain't so bad. Uh, But, uh, yeah, you got to pay for the food and stuff. That's where they kick the crap out of you. However. Do they make you buy food? No, make you. You don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, uh, you know. You're going to do it. Yeah, get the sweet, you know, get those hot dogs and the chicken fingers and things like that. It's nice to have it up there. So I went to, I, you know, did a little scan on the food to try to say, all right, let's bring some food in here and see what we got. And they have a little QR code on the wall for ordering. I looked, 10 hot dogs was $195 before tip and tax. I'm like, oh my God. Uh, You know, that's all right. (laughs) You got 20 people in there. They're 15, 16. So you get 10 hot dogs, you're leaving some people high and dry. So you want the full tray of hot dogs? It's like three or four hundred dollars. That hot dogs for hot dogs. Oh Christ! And uh, and then uh, chicken fingers are ungodly. They're like two hundred dollars for a like a little. You need a double order, so you're you're gonna end up spending three or four thousand dollars on food to house and feed the entire suite. When we did sweets for the Suns game, we got some buddies in on this thing and some partners to buy tickets. So those were uh, for the Western Conference Finals and Finals. Couple of years ago, it started at twenty thousand, and in the finals it was forty six or forty four. And we were we had a group of people that were kicking in for each ticket. Like I'll buy two, I'll buy four. So we, you know, it wasn't it goes up fast, but you're charging three or four thousand dollars a ticket. And it was like people are like, I'll do it. The Diamondbacks five grand for a whole suite. You just go get a hot dog on your way in. For I mean, it's still twenty bucks, but at least it's not four hundred bucks for a couple hot dogs. And then. And then Saturday, Doug got another one, and he calls me last minute. He's like, I'm like, I'm in. I'm doing this. He goes, we'll get food this time. All right. Doug gets bottles, vodka and Jack Daniels and a couple others, and those are 400 bucks each. And so we got Ah. the bottle. And that's actually not – the bottle service can be stupid. So we were – but at the end of the night – Doug's going full Netanyahu. We're finishing these bottles. No one <laughs> so leaves. Everybody's sitting there just like, you know, drinking themselves uh. blind trying to figure out how to get out of this thing. I'm not getting out of here without these, but these bottles are not going to. So Steve the Mexican <laughs> Clean is Plater Club. pouring it in his mouth, and it was great. We had a good time. And it, it was so much alcohol going on. Steve the Mexican is a, uh, you might imagine he's a big Mexican guy. And he comes over, and for no reason at all, I'm sitting in my chair, and he just starts rubbing his balls on my leg not like uh skin on skin but like just kind of starts doing a little lap twerk i mean i'm like dude steve the mexican i i, I know you very little I can, I can feel 
the pendulum swinging on my leg as you do that little move. Please stop that. But he was too big to push, so I just kind of allowed it. It's one of those moments where you sit back and go, all right, if this is the worst part of my day, it's still not so bad. But yeah, it was good. Friday night was electric. God, what a night. Great baseball. Uh, as a non-Diamond, as a, uh, I guess I'm a pledge, right? A pledge Diamondbacks fan, considering my commentary earlier in the year saying that if they made the World Series, I'd abandon all Cubs stuff and become a D-backs fan. Uh, it was fun to watch. And if that stadium could be like that and baseball can feel that way, it had a vibe where you didn't need all the crap between innings and you know the the silly things, the relish mustard hot dog race, or the get loud in the middle. I hate that stadium. There were people there for baseball for the first time in years, and in the middle of it, that stupid sign, get loud, like stop it. And then they had another thing in between innings. There's nothing going on. Get loud. Why? <laughs> no need. It'll well, there's happen. There's no reason that right now it's to talk about yeah. the last half inning with the other baseball fans. You know what's? You want to talk a little base? <laughs> Get loud. No, there's absolutely no reason. Diamondback fans on your feet. No, the pitcher's warming up. There's nothing to get on your feet for. They it's don't okay. know. It's okay to have a little quiet. They don't know how to be fans properly because the stupid stadium tells them to yell and cheer at the wrong. It's like AI. It doesn't know what it's doing. It's trying to make love to you. And you're like, well, I can't really do that. Get on your feet. I'm like, no. Are they still doing the uh, animated guys that do this? They were uh, crazy they after that yeah. year. They, they, for years. I and remember then they that. Someone. That got a little out of hand. Yeah. I think they kind of, I think that ran war, its course. War, yeah. Now it's just, you know, telling you to cheer when there's nothing to cheer for. Or Put the meter up there. I will say there's less Plinko and will it float and. Like with the, there's, it's a baseball game, and they're they're kind of admitting my big problem with Bank One Chase Field has always been they're the first ones to kind of let you know without saying, baseball sucks. Watch the other stuff that we got going on. Make it a show outside of the baseball game, so people are, you know, constantly inundated with, you know. Noise. Come on, I still like the shell game. I mean, that was <laughs> the shell fun. game. Watch sucks. which ones. Watching relish ketchup and mustard digitally race while kids run in place on the field, and it doesn't matter what they do. It's just stupid. It's like a wrecking it for those kids. Right in the middle of the damn game, it's like, all right, here's a little boy who's going to run from second to the outfield, and he's got a 90 seconds to do it. I'm like, a kid with one leg can do this. And then he wins like a car wash gift thing. I'm like, well, you don't have a car. It's just, it was just, just let the game be and have like two things in the middle of it. And Doug comes over because they're doing it at every stadium. I'm like, I guarantee you, Fenway, Wrigley, they are not doing get loud to that crowd. They are not telling the crowd any. They, we, the crowd would fight back. They're not going to get. We know when to cheer and when not to cheer. And then there was one part where there were, uh, was it two two strikes? Is when the uh, you know when your pitcher has two strikes on on it, your feet, you get you get up, yeah. you get up and cheer loudly. Especially you know he's about to get him out. The te- the crowd knows. It was the other team. The Diamondback guy had two strikes. Like, come on, on your feet. Like, no. Now we stay we stay calm for the hitter for the home team to make sure he can concentrate and give him a little life. You don't get on your feet when your guy's got two strikes. That's an away Pitcher game. Thinks he's, oh, he's encouraging me. Right. I used to love it in Pittsburgh. They had a thing. And I just thought it was clever. It's silly. It's easy. But when Ben Roethlisberger was there and you were in the stadium uh, and he would get under center at home, the thing would say, quiet, Ben at work. 
and then it would just be a little guy in a construction hat giving you like a hey thanks and the place just got dead quiet they only needed to do it a couple times and it was more just a promotion for like whatever plumbing company sponsored that that thing the, the fans knew not to go bananas at the wrong time and to stay quiet at other times that's it's it's not the fans they know what they're doing the stadium is an idiot whoever's in charge of that just likes hitting buttons we should get the crowd all riled up here in the middle of the fourth inning. There's nothing going on out there. Let's get them cheering. For what? And then you feel like an idiot. Get loud. Why? They're warming up. And then the crowd does it because the stadium says so. And then they're like, uh, well, that was for nothing. And it kind of peters out. And they don't want to cheer anymore for a while. At High State, they do the animated Woody to go yeah. sh- shushing the crowd. People listen. Else you're going to get punched. Yeah, Woody will punch And you. then if Woody says get loud. So here's the worst part. Saturday night, I'm sitting in there, and the wave starts. And I'm like, this is still something. So they start doing the wave. Yay. 1986. Like, yeah, well, we're in board bustle. It's never died. It <laughs> died a long time ago. It was dumb then. It's <laughs> dumb now. And here's what you get for the wave. We, uh, here it comes. Nobody's paying attention to anything. We. My hands are in the air. I did it. I did Bryce Harper, I think, or Schwarber. Boom. Blows one Deep up. Deep drive. Blows one up. And then people are like, ah. Oh, oh, oh. And the wave just stops in the middle like, you guys were idiots. Pay attention to the goddamn game. Wave in the middle of the thing. Did they have the muscle cam, too, and the kiss cam and all I that? I will say they've, muscle cal- cam. they've calmed that down. Oh, yeah. yeah. They used to do muscle cam. You don't oh, remember that? They did muscle cam. The worst. But they didn't do a lot of those. So I will say it's come back a little bit. It's right. petered out a little. But it's tough. As a fan of real baseball, as a fan of one of the best baseball games I've ever witnessed Friday night, that was top-to-bottom spectacular baseball. Uh, good defense, gritting great pitching, gritting it out, like uh, the, the comeback. And it was a – both teams played great baseball. And baseball with consequence, there's not much better – as far as sport goes, because it the slowness of the game actually builds its suspense. It, it, it when it's good and both the ah, oh, it's so much fun. But uh, so the the annoyance of the stadium telling you things, Big Brother Field. But yeah, I, I, like as a fan who goes to Wrigley, they didn't even have a billboard scoreboard thing up until about six years ago, five years ago. That, that things never had to tell the crowd what to do ever. It's annoying. I can hear some of Bobby Freeman's jams in there. I don't mind He's the organ modern guy. Songs, hey, look, like a lot of them. Bobby rocks it. Yeah, and, and that's kind of their catch. Have the organ player do. I some try stuff to identify cool the song a lot of times. Oh, hey, that was Nine Inch Nails. I'm pretty sure at one point, for no reason at all, the crowd take on me, take on me. All right, aha! Uh-huh. I don't know why Bobby's doing the aha, uh-huh, but let's. It makes there's zero ties and very little energy to that, but okay. That was just annoying. Just flat annoying. And and for people who say they do it in all stadiums, no, they don't. They don't. They do not. They don't do the on your feet. And they don't do the, the crazy get louds between innings. Chase Field. And it was weird because it was almost like the fans knew Saturday night that uh, that was the last home game. Like that, at least the feeling. It's not. Things not over yet, although it's pretty over. But they kind of stuck around and gave it. And, oh, and then another thing. D-Bags fans. If I'm going to join this thing, I'm going to start making some noise. You're in the NLCS. When it starts looking like your team's not going to be going to win the game, and it was 6-1, 6-0, something like that, you don't leave in the seventh inning. 
I remember who got the last run in. I don't remember how it happened, but because of all the goddamn vodka we had to suck down because of Mexican Steve. <laughs> so we're pretty floaty. But the uh, Phillies kind of put it out of reach all at once. <laughs> People start flooding out. I'm like, no, you stick around. There's still two at-bats left. You still have two half innings. This team came back the night before. They started wandering out. I'm like, not in the NLCS. I get it if it's Tuesday and it's uh, August and you're like, eh, whatever. But it's, then, this then is it. The night before, when it came down to the oh. final, they show the news shows the highlights. Spectacular game. They're showing the last out from the WOW lobby because know, everyone like, oh, right, is in the lobby flood. waiting for that last <laughs> out to happen. They hit the run yeah, and they're dashing they run, out to get their car. And they fly out of there. <laughs> Yeah, but, man, Friday was great. Saturday was tough. You're going to lose some, but uh, first team to steal a road game in this series seems to be the one that's getting. Going back to Philly to take two is going to be rough. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Holmberg's Morning Sickness. But it starts today at 2 o'clock. We'll see if the, the magical Diamondback season continues. The crowd, in my opinion, at the end of the night, kind of a uh, little funeral. A little funeral vibe. Like I, They all kind of deep down know it's going to be We had a, a good run. Yep, that kind of vibe. It's like, well, that was fun. That was fun. And next year, I'm kind of interested in if this team's going to stick together. Uh, but, yeah, it was, uh, it was great. And then there was a guy, and I was there Friday night. He's in line in front of me because we didn't have alcohol in the sweet Friday. We had to go out to the thing, and he's in front of me. He goes, get up here. Like, all right. And forgive me, I've forgotten your name. He was in Doug's suite. I totally forgot his name. And he goes, how come you guys didn't talk about the bank robbery? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, the bank robbery? You didn't even hear about that? I'm like, when did it happen? He goes, I don't know, like right around 10? I'm like, well, we must have been off the air. And he goes, the guy shot the right in the face. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like feeling like we blew it. Like there was a, And he goes, yeah, he said his mask fell off. And he turned to the lady next to him. And said, did you see me? And she said, yes. And he shot her. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, my friend's a cop. I hadn't heard anything about this. And I'm like, well, was it here in town? He goes, yeah, it was in the West Valley. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Turned to the guy behind him and said, did you see my face? And he goes, no, but my wife did. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. I walked right into your stupid joke. I'm sitting there all like, my, I got goosebumps. My skin's going like, oh, my God. There was, this is this I'm going to follow up. How did this? I not hear about this? I, I pay attention to pretty much everything just for this very reason. And I'm sitting there. I'm just, my eyes had to be like pie plates. I'm like, what's this story? And goes, ah. And I'm like, you dick. I, I was literally invested in that. Like, you gave me a great story. And then I started to laugh because I realized that's a really funny joke, too. Yeah, bastard. But anyway, yeah, it was a great time. And uh, one, one more. Maybe they come back. Although... I did see yesterday that the Diamondbacks front office and ticketing department got a little greedy and made the announcement of Diamondback World Series tickets going on sale. Ooh. Ooh. I hate to break it to them in this department, too. You don't need to pre-plan that. People don't need to jump on that early. And also, fans who buy World Series tickets now aren't smart. This is, uh, you're just basically helping the scalpers. You've given, they're the only ones who are heartless, mindless bots that are going to go, oh, World Series tickets? I'm going to grab a bunch of those and sell them. You just sold to a bunch of people that are going to sell those tickets. You didn't sell to diehard fans. They know better than to buy World Series tickets when you're down 3-2 in the championship series. They better. If not, they're not, they're just, I just want to be part of a thing. 
So the diamond, and I'm not a jinxy, you know, but this is jinxy. There's something about that. You're like, no, 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 I off the ball. You're not going to have a problem selling those tickets. You don't really need to get ahead of it. If the Diamondbacks win tonight and tomorrow, those tickets can go on sale the second that last pitch is thrown. I bet you sell out. Oh, I was listening to Murata this morning, and he said that that's common practice, actually. It is common practice, but but don't announce it. Right. Don't make a thing. It is common practice yeah. to say, hey, if and when, this is what time they go on sale. But you don't go out and go, Diamondback tickets on sale now. No. Yeah, because Sharp was bitching about it. Oh, was yeah. he? Oh, yeah. 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 Is it jinxing us? Is it jinxing us? It's jinxy. And, and it is fairly yeah, common practice. But no. I, if, if I was a team, I'd be like, man, let's just keep that one under our hat. It's the World Series, for God's sakes. It's, it's going to sell. Selling out that day. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Taylor Swift concert. It's going to get, like, yeah. the second I'm sure thing. the word will get out there when they go on sale. After the fact. Those piles think, of yeah. Guns N' Roses guys put tickets on sale on a Sunday for a Wednesday show, and they didn't do great, but they did okay. <laughs> People figure it out. Maybe they'll come back and they'll say, sorry, that was for next year's World right, Series. We're going right. to make it. Yeah. I uh, don't like that. Like, if the Phillies did it with a 3-2 lead, you'd be like, meh. It's like planning your parade for, you know, if we win, here's where the parade route's going to be. It's yeah. like, don't. What are you doing? It was Bernie Mac in the middle of the eighth inning. Seventh inning, take, you know, root, root, root for the champions because we had the Marlins dead to rights in Chicago. And then the thing happened with that accountant, Bartman. And uh, yeah, ruined it. So there's some jinxy going on. There's some relaxation. There's taking your foot off the gas. There's a little bit of the, no, we've got a job to do kind of thing. I mean, you're looking at these guys and they're swinging their hammers and anvils and just banging them in there and turn around going, what's that? Oh, yeah. We're selling tickets to your future. You're not done with the thing you're working on, but eventually, you don't do that. You can announce it, but you don't actually put them up for sale. You're just giving them to the scalpers. I don't like it. And if I'm the Diamondbacks ticket office, I'm like, we're not going to have a problem selling this game. Shut up. Yes, we all know deep down, if we go to the World Series, what we're going to have to do. Let's put a plan together that says, you know, bang it out. That probably uh, came from the... uh Yankees organization way back when when they would do that for the teams right. like oh my god because they we backed got their it up. head they and they backed, backed it up. up exactly yeah well you're doing it to the other teams like we're yep. selling our world Series. we got you like <laughs> on game one they're announcing it's smart it. for the Phillies to do it yeah. today uh, you'd yeah. you'd make some fans uncomfortable the Phillies made a big deal at the stadium World Series tickets on sale today if necessary in tiny little parentheses at the bottom. And then you're then the Diamondbacks are like, God damn it. And then you use it as bulletin board material. But yeah, it's common practice or not. I just don't like them going, Ah, we're gonna do it. Anyway, Diamondbacks today at two o'clock. Big sports day. And then the Suns open their season this week and this is nuts. It's gonna be great. Uh and I can't wait. And the Cardinals still, you know, fighting. Not winning, but fighting. Played decent yesterday. Enough to make you go, eh, what are you gonna do when Kyler comes back? Because he's a couple weeks away. And uh they're okay. But it's been good for sports right now. And you got a Caleb Williams over there at USC. Has everybody got their eye on him? But I'm not so sure that's a good idea. I think Caleb's probably going to. He did his job, bro. He's made the announcement. It's like he and his dad is like, look, if a team that we don't want to go to wants to pick us, we'll just stay. And the Cardinals were top of the list of teams he didn't want to go to. I bet you after the last few weeks, Caleb's going to pretty much say, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go to Arizona. Like It's starting to look more like the NFL teams are going to. Give me a taste of that team, yeah, Michael yeah. Bidwell. I want, I want a piece of that. He's going to. I don't think he's missing. He's a USC quarterback. I don't trust those anyway. For the most part, 
The Cardinals might be looking to trade some draft picks. But. Is his dad like LeVar Bell now or LeVar Ball? I mean, yeah, just, uh, a little bit. just mouth. He's not mouthy as not. Nobody compares to that dude. But, he but made eventually, the business. you were mentioning, I mean, you know, back in the day when they these hundred million dollar contracts are yeah. out there. You always got to be the first one to break it in. This team ownership thing. Yeah. First one in. Smart. It'll happen. Again. Oh, absolutely. He's going to get a piece of the team. He's going to get ownership. I want, you know, it, maybe not, but, it, but, but that's going to be the next step. If I'm the team, I'm like, you get a, a revenue share. You're not going to get ownership because we might get rid of you. Yeah. And I don't want you. And then it's a conflict to have him playing for Carolina and owning some of the Cardinals. You can't do it. So you'd have to do it while you're in the uniform. While you're employed by us, you get a revenue share of owner stakes and stuff. It's not hard to get around. But uh, it's, yeah, interesting because now the Cardinals have to start halfway through the season thinking about, all right, do we even risk Kyler Murray coming back for eight weeks? Do we give him the audition with this squad? Because evidently he and the GM are best friends now. Like he loves Monty Awesome for it. Well, what are they going to do, stick with the uh, Jada Pinkett Dobbins. I mean, you know, I don't think <laughs> you've been sitting on that one. Jada Pinkett Dobbins is funny. Dobbs is his name. Either we didn't even get his name right. It's a little. Uh, yeah, I like that Jada Pinkett, the quarterback. Jada Pinkett is the new. Yeah, all right, that's solid, Brett. But no, you don't stick with him. But you put Kyler in there and test, and then what? Like with this team, he has to look like he has to win five games and just make people go, "Oh my God, we don't need to draft a quarterback." Anyway. Well, let's talk about sports. And for no reason at all, Marlon Wayans coming in today. He's got shows tonight and tomorrow at the Improv, and I don't know why. But he called and he's like, "Can we?" Like, Mar- Here's something you need to know about Marlon Wayans. This is the cool. Like we've been doing this for a long time. We've known a lot of good dudes. Marlon and I are two days apart, right? In two birthdays. Days. Birthdays. Yes. And uh, he asked me, he said, uh, his 50th birthday and mine were two days apart. He's the 23rd, I'm the 26th, so three days. So uh, he's like, what'd you do? And I'm like, for nothing. I said, I didn't want to do anything for my birthday. I I just had a nice weekend hanging out. I didn't want to do like a big party. And And he's like, oh, we had a huge blowout. And I said, we just, I said, I just drank like a fish. He goes, what do you drink? And that particular weekend, I drank Cesarac, which is a mother effer of whiskey. And it's brutal. So two days later, a box shows up with a bottle of Cesarac and a Beluga vodka. And it's like just a gift because he paid attention. It was like when a, what, a, what, a, what a woman says all the time. You heard, you listened to me. <laughs> ah, ah. And I opened it up. I'm like, what is this? And he sent a, a nice a big bottle of like two really nice bottles. And he's like, happy birthday. Uh, you know, we're the same exact day. And I'm like, I didn't get him anything. Didn't even think about it. He probably told me what he was drinking. I didn't think to send it to him. So I text him a nice deal, and I said... Uh, he said he, he was cracking Opus One bottles. Yeah. I said, well, that's nice. You're going to do that on your own. And I said, <laughs> you know, I was drinking baby stuff. But I sent him a text, and I said, I really appreciate that. It was really nice. And he goes, who dis? Lose my number. I'm like, okay, well, thanks. But uh, it was really nice. So, yeah, yeah. So he called up and said, hey, I'm in town on these Monday, Tuesdays. Can we... I'm like, absolutely. So he's going to come in a little later this morning and be a Monday guest, which we don't normally have. You thought that was funny. Sickness. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Holmberg's morning sickness. Also, I saw over the weekend, and this is ridiculous. I saved this story. Uh, Emily Blunt. Did you see this? The wife of John Krakakakratsky from The Office. And, of course, uh, you know, The Office was based on crude jokes 
uncomfortable situations, uh, things that were like cringeworthy constantly. Made the whole Every show. Every episode. Made the whole show. Like it was hard to watch sometimes. It was so uncomfortable with, with and that was the basis of the show was how funny it was based on the fact that someone can make you cringe <laughs> like that and be so unaware. So Emily Blunt called a waiter that she had had uh, on a British talk show. She said, uh, the, the talk show host had said something about uh, America. The American portions are huge. And like you, most of the people, are, like I think she was at a Chili's or something, said most of the people who go there are enormous. And she goes, yes, well, of course. Then the server comes by, and as you say, he also was enormous. And, and so they're like, oh, she's a fat shamer. She's, so I'm reading this going, ah, it's a little bit, probably should have known better at, at this day and age to do. Oh, it was 11 years ago. Oh, Jesus. So she, I'm reading this thing that's like, Emily Blunt, sorry for calling server enormous, 11 years ago. She was plugging the movie Looper. Remember Looper? Yeah. Yeah, with uh, Joseph Lorden, Ged, Ged, Gordon Ged, Levitt. Gordon Levitt, whatever his name is. Uh, she goes, at one point, she's joking about the enormity of people at Chili citing the size of the burgers. And then said, yes, uh, indeed, the waiter was also humongous. The crowd laughs. Aha, she's a fat shamer. How dare you? Well, everything her... Husband has earned in his life uh, prior to being Jack Reacher, which he doesn't get without that, or Jack Ryan. He doesn't get that. He was both. I don't know. He's all of them. Uh, is based on the idea that we all laughed at crude jokes uh, at the expense of fat people, handicapped people, old people. The whole show he was on was the uncomfortable joke. All of it. And it was more than 11 years ago. She said, I've always, she, she fires it off. I've always considered myself someone who wouldn't dream of upsetting anyone. So whatever possessed me to say something like this is unrecognizable as a person to me. Anything I stand for. And yet it happened. And I said it. And I'm sorry for the hurt it caused. I was absolutely old enough to know better. It's just the latest example of this. Just tell people, when will we get to the point where we're like, it was 11 years ago. And yes, that Obviously, was a fat Obviously, it was just waiter. a pure clickbait to make it sound like it had just happened. Well, it was on the news. It yeah. was on NBC. It, it accomplished it everything Yahoo. that the person wanted to do with that article. But who's the person? I know. Who's the guy out there that goes, hey, I found an old uh, interview where you called someone enormous. Were they enormous? Yeah. Then it's accurate. Leave them alone. Can you look at it that uh, that was 11 years ago? Right. And she hasn't done that since? Right, no pattern of behavior. Maybe yeah. she uh, learned, or maybe you know, maybe, or maybe it didn't bother people. She wasn't like really that upset about how enormous he was. She just made the comment that he was enormous. We have TV shows called My Six Hundred Pound Life that we've all watched one at least one episode of going just Jesus. Christ. None of us are going. This is great. I bet you they're living their best life. There's no such show as The Biggest Gainer. There's no such show as Look How Fat I Am. I love it. And if there is, it's a joke show. So people 11 years ago who were gigantic and lost a bunch of weight need to apologize to fat people then because you're admitting that it wasn't that great. Being enormous. Thanks, Lizzo. Exactly. Thanks, body positive, lazy people who keep telling us it's just lazy. I just not lazy. It's just the way my body's built. Nobody's built that way, Lizzo. Put the ho-hos down. Yes. And trust me, I worked at a Tony Roma's, which was Chili's before Chili's. It was like before we had chains everywhere. You work at a Tony Roma's or a Chili's, you're going to get fat. We'd have our, we'd dip our hands into that public fry bucket, and then at the end of the night, we're crushing the uneaten desserts. That's a pig. It was fast, I, too. Yeah, I think, you know, it comes back to that, that'll always be that way, but the, 
the side of it is like, you know, you hear someone talking about like when you're saying Lizzo and you're going to always put the ho-hos down. It's like the person that would say, well, would you say that to her face? Yes. If she was eating ho-hos. Some, uh, if she's eating I don't know. Ho-hos. But if, but if uh, Emily Blunt said that to that waiter, imagine that. Mm-hmm. And she goes, you are enormous. You're telling me I would say that to- she would get in even more trouble like she is a mean, right. nasty that's Because person. that's being mean for but no you're reason. But you're telling a story about someone in general. That Steve was- the Mexican came over to me and said something about weight. And he goes, uh, I don't know. I'm looking at you. I'm thinking, I don't know, you're like 200 pounds. He goes, I'm three, maybe maybe 350. And I said, Four. And he goes, maybe closer to four. I'm like, you're four. If you're, and I have no problem with that. If you're body positive, me talking about your weight being gigantic should make you excited. You're huge. You're enormous. I know. Isn't it wonderful? But if it's so positive, how come no one can ever look at it and go, mm, looks uncomfortable? Well, it's not. Then you're, you're upset because you know deep down all you want is people to lie to you. You're like the little boy in the field in that. Uh, Twilight Zone episode that if you say anything bad about him, he wishes you away. Like He knows deep down he's got problems. Yeah. Enormous guy. Doesn't need to be made fun of. But she wasn't using names. She's just talking about exactly. a nameless gray enormous guy. By the way. General story. There's she was no talking one. about America. Yeah. She wasn't talking about just one guy. That guy represented an everyone awful else, lot of people. About everyone else in this. An awful lot of people in this country can be described that way. And we've turned it into, you better apologize if, it, if during the... You know, Obama administration. You once uttered enormous about a waiter. At, hey, look, I've been to those wait those. I've seen those restaurant employees. They're enormous, and and the ones of you who are enormous and know it, embrace it. If you're going to be all crazy about how how awesome it is, you said humongous. Don't fat shame me. Stop it. Then stop saying hot girls need to put some meat on their bones, chunks, because that's what chunky women. Oh, that my man likes somebody with a little meat on her bones. Well, that's just rude. They said that to Mathiah in the pool in the Aria. You're what? all skinny. <laughs> like, they, the first thing a big girl does, you're all skinny. We were talking to those ladies in the corner, and they yeah. were, the lifeguard was like, you can't eat in the pool. There's a problem. There were these giants on the side of the pool at the Aria, and the lifeguard's like, hey! Couldn't get their attention because they there were go. deep into the chicken. Pigs. Fat asses. <laughs> Gigantic fat Brady, huge. They people. know who you're talking Enormous about. Enormous people eating in the water. You're not even supposed to get in the pool till after a half hour eating. They were doing it in the pool. Two birds, but they're sitting there and went over. Matthias realized that the lifeguard was talking to them, so she went over. And I'm like, stay out of it. <laughs> I was like, stay. Out. So the hippos are feeding. Stay out of it. Taps one on the shoulder, and she goes, the "Lifeguard says you can't have that in the pool." And she goes, "What? A bucket of chicken fingers." <laughs> <laughs> what? And she turned and looked, and he goes, you can't eat in the pool. Since when? I don't know. Forever? <laughs> don't. And then she turns, and then I said, I'll eat. I'll take it for you. So, oh, and she took the thing back. And then she goes, she didn't. She thought it was gross. Your girl ain't getting any. And I'm like, oh, she got to put some meat on her bones. And I'm like, no, she doesn't. She looks great. You need to take some meat off your bones. And I don't mean the one in your hand. He gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't yell at us if they're all gone. I paid for my yeah, chicken fingers. They were crying. <laughs> and they were big people. Fat as <laughs> Brady, and I don't care who knows it. They, <laughs> they were fat as <laughs> gigantic, unhealthy human beings. Just big, just lumps of stuff rolling over other lumps of stuff. So Emily Blunt me all day. I saw it. I was there. And then they turned to Mathai and body shamed her immediately. You too skinny. You put meat on your bones. No, she doesn't. She looks no. great. 
There's just a bunch of chard and lettuce floating in the water. <laughs> well, that's the problem. Don't you think in a public pool you'd know better than to drag your box of chicken wings into it? I know they serve food, but <laughs> you don't I, get in and eat I it. I wish I knew that at the time. I would have gone out with that jumbo tray. We, we had a tray of them, but we kept it that, on a that table. That was a boat. Yeah. You could have floated on it that was, thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, it could have been a raft after Brady uh, finished off all the chicken uh, fingers. <laughs> they'd, have t- they'd have turned to Brady and go, you, you need to put some meat on your bones. They were gigantic <laughs> fat humongous nothing positive about it the only plus to that whole thing was how much the water rose in the pool when they got in it plus one foot i'm 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 not on emily blunt's apology side i think it's fine to make a joke about look bald guys i'm no bald shaming there's nothing i can do about it. it it's my life big ugly face i got one of those you make fun of ugly people i don't lose my mind i've embraced it I know what I've got. I know what I'm working with here. You can make fun of it. I'm a comfortable person. Ugly shaming? That's a constant. A constant. It's called, look, before eh, you go to a bar with this face, you're ugly shamed with eyeballs and it hurts. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Uh, fine, thanks. And then boyfriend they turn around like, I'm, I've got a boyfriend in the future somewhere and it isn't you. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to go away now. Here's $8. I was going to spend it on you, but not now. Um, yeah. And then I've actually had a woman I was talking to, her friend say, let's go, he's ugly. Oh, shoot, that didn't go well. That was out loud. <laughs> let's go, he's ugly. And she was horrendous. I wasn't talking to you. Blech. I thought we were just caught in your gravitational pull. She knew she had her shot at 2 a.m., yeah. so she was good. <laughs> yeah. She was going to get pulled out of there. Aren't you that rapper, Two Hams? <laughs> Excuse me, Jupiter. I was talking to your friend. Let's go. Has aga. So, shaming is real. Get used to it. Teach your, teach your kids that when they look like pigs, they're going to get called pigs. If they're dirty, they're going to get called dirty. Period. You don't comb your hair, people look at you and go, what's wrong with your hair? It's a reality of life. You don't have any hair? People go, what happened to your hair? I'm bald. By choice? Yes. People make that choice. What are you, an idiot? Anyway, Emily Blunt, you're not wrong. But now she's got this. Now we got it. Now they're going to start, you know, everybody, they're coming for you. And come get me. I don't, I don't give a anymore. If you're going to stand and make fun of body positivity and say that this is the lifestyle, then you should be happy when someone points out, hey, you're enormous. Congratulations. I've been working real hard on it. Yeah, it's showing all over the place. In fact, I can't get in the elevator with you. So shut up. Live your life. That guy. That guy. What are you trying to get up to? Yeah. Hey, Terry. (laughs) Well, if you're upset when someone says it, then you should lose it. Yeah, no, no matter You've what. You've got though. options. But if a dude says up. to you, what are you trying to get up to? Because yeah. you're crushing it. <laughs> you're an asshole. But you're doing it. And if it bothers you, do something about it. If it doesn't, laugh it off. There's no in-between there. You shouldn't say that. That hurts feelings. Oh, I'm sorry. You want, you want to get you some ice cream to make this better? How you doing? Your family? Your dad? Uh, sorry about your dad uh, passing away and everything. Yeah. That's good. Uh, oh, yeah, good. What are you getting up to, man? <laughs> it's hilarious. That's funny. <laughs> it's, 
And again, any fat person you make upset, look, I hurt my feelings. Like, come on, I'm going to get you a couple Choco Tacos, and this is going to be just <laughs> fine in a second. Seriously, what are you You're going to be all right after one case. All I have to do is shake some Little Debbie's oatmeal pies in front of you, and oh, you're not going to be upset anymore. <laughs> you're fine. That's, I'm sure it's all right. Well, where are they at? Where are <laughs> they? You're bringing them. You're just talking. <laughs> you're still pissing me off with words. Emily Blunt didn't do anything wrong. She's pretty. That's what made you mad. Dude who put that out. Man, enough that she had to put she out the She broke apology. it out fast. Like it hit the internet, started to attack her ex, formerly known as Twitter page. What are you going to do about it, Emily? And she should have just said nothing. That waiter was enormous. And then left it. It didn't hurt an individual. Do you hate all fat people? No. And I didn't say I hated my waiter. I just said he was enormous. Because guess what? He's enormous. When I see a... A Hummer on the streets, I laugh and go, those things are enormous. I'm not Hummer shaming. They're just big. Things are big. The sphere in Vegas, the thing's enormous. That's not building shaming. What if they're going to start doing it in movies now? Like I was just thinking of, uh, was it Mad Max or the uh, Mel Gibson, the one person was named Humongous? Oh, yeah, I don't know. They'll overdub his name. <laughs> yeah, the word humongous becomes taboo. It's like Tom Brennan gets his job. At, and I'll tell you what, that Kyle Schwarber used to be humongous. Oh, uh, damn it, I don't know if I'm going to broadcast another minute of baseball. <laughs> Go see humorous. What do you mean? That's bad? I, I didn't call him a f- Come on. It could be worse. Anyway, that's it, cowboy. I've said two bad things in my life, and that's the end of me. Yeah, we got to give some grace on that. Some Some people are enormous, and some people can say the word enormous without making you upset. Because deep down, that's just your problem. Uh, it's 621. I'm not apologizing for it. I've been called ugly to my face by people. I understand how it feels to be shamed for real. It's like, eh, you get over it. And then you look in the mirror and go, eh, chick wasn't wrong. That's the biggest thing is <laughs> learning to, uh, it's going to happen. Even yes. if you don't expect it, there's the learning lesson. Someone's going to say something that you don't like. Right. And you have to, to learn, you. How to, learn how to adapt and overcome. Uh, I've had it happen multiple times. My friend Kurt and I were sitting on a street corner drinking by my jeep girls came by in a car yay hi guys and we're like all right and then they sped off like we got then they turned around and came back and the girl in the back passenger seat rolls her window never mind they're ugly and then drove away i'm like this is a pattern for me real moments of being told i was ugly like out loud what are you gonna do i have to develop some type of personality here I don't know. I don't care. I like me. (laughs) People like me. Done all right. Good enough. I'm smart enough. God darn it. People like me. Anyway, enormous isn't a bad word, especially if you're right now, you're trying to figure out how you get a seatbelt on without a little extender in your car. You're like, I don't know why people are trying that. You know why. (laughs) Let's get a wake up song, shall we? For Illumination Day. 585 9800. A good one. We'll scream it together. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98 KUPD.